Hi everyone, I'm Tim Kitro from NBA Jam, and I'm coming to you from the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. If you're an aspiring game developer, you need to check out GameDevsQuest.com, and they'll take care of all your needs, and you'll become a hotshot like me, because I'm on fire! Boom shakalaka! That's GameDevsQuest.com. And we almost died. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game Devs Quest. We don't know how often we're gonna release these anymore. <laughs> Uh, I'm Taylor. I'm Red. And we just spent the day at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo uh, with our buddies over at Cheerful Ghost Radio. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was my first gaming convention, so it was kind of a, a thing. Um, but yeah, today, uh, like Red and I, we spent a decent amount of time together the, over the last day, and we're going to pretty much spend the weekend together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we thought was, this would be a good opportunity to sort of just like talk about Game Devs Quest and talk about all the stuff we're doing with Portland Retro Gaming Expo and I don't know like as you know we're sort of we've been in flux a little bit lately um, so I thought like a fireside chat next to Rhett's uh, fossil fuel burning car <laughs> would be a good way to do that so um, we're driving home now yeah on the first day of the Portland Retro Gaming Expo like Taylor said and uh, I'm interested because I've been to some gaming conventions and some other um, cons and things like that uh, I'm interested to see what you thought Taylor since this is like your first quote unquote you know gaming convention well, I thought it was going to be a lot smaller than it actually is, uh, or was. Yeah. Um, it So, it's at the Oregon Convention Center in Portland, um, which is like this massive building. It kind of looks like, uh, well, it's right next to the Moda Center, which is like where the Portland Trailblazers play, and it looks like just as big, or, you know? like It's bigger. I, it, think, like, I think it holds mo more people than the Moda Center yeah. overall. But the Moda Center is designed, obviously to have everybody looking at like one spot right whereas the convention center has like multiple huge um you know ballrooms and auditoriums and things like that like you could probably have like two maybe even three events that are the same size as the portland retro gaming expo going on at the same time in that yeah, building totally yeah there was like so many conference rooms and multiple floors and yeah i, I, I think know. it's really just the biggest convention center in oregon i think yeah. if you want bigger than that you're renting out like fairgrounds or something right. you know yeah um so yeah it was pretty cool and i've never i i can't recall any events that i've gone to at the oregon convention center but i've spent a lot of time in that part of portland so i was pretty familiar with it nice um yeah so i don't know first thing i thought was like holy crap like this place is big and um you know, we passed some lines that were huge. Uh, yeah, that was kind of fun. Since since we were with our bros over at Cheerful Ghost, we uh, were able to get exhibitor badges because they have a booth there. And 
Uh, that basically just lets us cut all the lines and go into the back areas and stuff. And uh, I can't even imagine having gotten in that line. It was so long. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what Taylor was doing. He must have been setting up the booth or whatever. But uh, me and Adam from Cheerful Ghost hung out at the line and just kept handing out stickers and flyers for their new game, uh, uh, Tale of the White Wyvern, obviously, which you guys have heard of. Um, and I had to have handed out like 500 flyers. <laughs> yeah. And then the lines just kept getting longer and longer and longer and longer. And eventually there was like no room for anybody in there. And they had like set up a line in another area. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that was the thing. Like, I didn't really know what to expect. And like, we got there and we met John. And John was like, all right, you do this. Taylor, come with me. <laughs> like, yeah. And so, yeah, then we went and we set up the booth a little bit. He kind of gave me the rundown on what his plans were. And they had, like, a really cool booth because they had all these different things going on. Like, on the podcast, John talking in previous ones where they sold these VHS, like, old school stuff. And, you know, like, Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Like, a lot of stuff is themed around old school video game stuff. Yeah. Uh, or just, like, retro technology. <laughs> yeah, because there's, like, lots of old school. Like, you can go buy some booths. Because a lot of the exhibitors or vendors or whatever, they're basically like old school gaming stores or whatever, or old school electronics stores, and they have these booths, and they basically set up shop to like sell stuff. And so yeah. you can go around and and buy old school uh, gaming peripherals. I saw some like old school um, electronic keyboards for like music. Oh, cool. Uh, from like the 80s and stuff. I saw um, just a bunch of crazy shit like that. Um yeah, that like, and then just buckets and buckets filled with like cartridges of like Atari games and yeah, and totally. Nintendo cartridges and you name it, man. It was there. I mean, it was really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Uh, so then also with like the videos, um, they had Tale of the White Wyvern on an iPad, and John was sort of manning that most of the time, like um, showing people talking, he was handing out flyers and he was like talking to people about the game and stuff and people like demoing it for people. Yeah. But then the thing I was most involved with, which <laughs> was like really surprising to me how fun it was. Like, not that I didn't think people had fun doing this, but I'd never like been a part of it. Dude, was, no, I can tell you exactly why you think it's so fun too. Why? This is like right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> what competition? Yeah. Because you yeah. want to be the best at it. Yeah. You're like studying these fools yeah. like, from the get go, dude. Yeah. It's well, like sports. You have yeah. to get out to go check the sports scores and shit. <laughs> it's the same thing. I know. Yeah. So I was like helping run, uh, they had speed running competitions for, and first it started off with super Mario three and then they did, um, uh, F-Zero. F-Zero. For the Super uh, Nintendo. For Super Nintendo. And, uh, yeah, like, I got there, you know, and, like, no one was there. And, like, some little kid walks by, and I'm like, hey, you want to play Mario? He's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that sort of started the day off, like, just fun, like, watching people play. But then as people started, like, coming in, that was, like, a hot item. Like, everyone wanted to play, and when we told them, like, hey, we're doing this speedrunning competition... We're recording, like, best scores, and whoever wins, like, gets these prizes. Like, people were into it, and it was cool, too, learning from them, because, like, you got these people that came in that, like, knew that this was happening, yeah. and they, like, practiced beforehand, and, like, they had grinded through and, like, watched other people do it to the point where they knew the exact algorithms to be, like, really good at... at yeah, dude the level so i wasn't super involved with f-zero but like when i was doing mario stuff it was like it was just awesome and people knew if they like hit a box like the wrong way they're like nah i, I lost 
Yeah. And then they'd be like, here, next person go. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, especially once some of those really top times were established. Yeah. Because the tournaments were going for two hours at a time, and people would come back to defend their times if they had done really well and things like that, which was really fun. And Yeah. But when the top times were really starting to get locked in where yeah. nobody could beat them, it was like, yeah, they'd nudge something the wrong way or do something the wrong way or press the wrong button sometimes right. and they're like, fuck it. Yeah. Well, and um, at the end, like really towards the end of the the tournaments, like the last, I don't know, 20 minutes or something, like the people who were like top three or four were just playing like back to back to back to back. And it was cool. Everyone was like really fun with each other and like nice and cheering each other on and stuff. But it was, I don't know, it was pretty awesome. Um, Yeah, it was really cool because everybody was like really supportive, helping each other out. Like, yeah, yeah, it was nuts. so that's actually where I spent, like, most of my day. We hung out at the booth a lot and just sort of, like, supported Cheerful Ghost. Rhett was, like, really good at talking to people and, like, handing flyers out and stuff, uh, which yeah. is cool. I like seeing that. So why wouldn't I be? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not. I think that's, that was my comparison. Oh. I, like, if I had people, like, in and I was talking to them, I'd be like, hey, have you checked out this, like, sweet MMO text RPG? Um, but you were good at just being like, Boom! check out this sick MMO, you know? <laughs> so is John, too, and Adam. But Yeah. Um, it's interesting, because I find a lot of people are always surprised that I'm good at that. I'm, I'm like, good at the cold sale, basically. Oh, I wasn't surprised. I remember you, like, uh, talking about basically going around Silverton and, like, pitching your company to people, like, door-to-door. Oh, yeah, door. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I do that in Salem, too. <laughs> I've been doing that, like, for the last few weeks. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah well, uh, that's the thing. Like, you just get, like you kind of get your and John already had a really good elevator pitch for it anyways yeah you know and he's just well, like well I thought that was so smart pitching in the line because mm-hmm. like people are bored they're just standing there waiting and yeah. it's the perfect game to play while waiting in well line, what's funny is know? John like you know John was like yeah just tell them that you know you can play with your friends but then Adam was the one he was like yo dude tell them they can play it on their phones while they wait in line I was like oh shit yeah of course <laughs> people jumped on it man it was really cool to see like how enthusiastic some people were and you know don't get me wrong like I understood and appreciated what they were doing when they were creating Tale of the White Wyvern but it's really cool to see people that I don't know yeah just cling on to it right away they're like oh shit I I know exactly this and then they jump on create their account and just start rolling with it like right away you know well and it was actually super effective like doing the flyer stuff because uh like as the day was starting started and people like started coming in john like was looking at numbers and he was like oh shit like yeah we have a bunch of people already log in like i gotta make sure our servers are okay yeah. like uh anyways so that was cool um and then uh the rest of the time we kind of just spent like wandering a little bit um they had a lot of cool stuff like they had this whole setup with arcades and like tables and tables and tables of literally every console you can imagine yeah. and people like playing tournaments of things um which is cool i like walked around and saw systems that i've never seen in person before yeah. um and then they had the tetris world championship oh there yeah too. which it seemed like it was like open to anyone like, you, you walked in. There was, like, a huge line for it. Yeah, and... I think that was who, like, exhibited. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, because I kind of walked by there, and the doors were open, like, when I was coming back from the bathroom, and I could, like, see players up on a big screen. Yeah, oh, okay. And 
like, I don't know, yeah, I don't, I mean, maybe it'd be open to anybody, but there'd be a point where you kind of have to draw a line where all, like, every Joe and their brother, like, wants to go <laughs> up there and let me try, and then they just suck ass at well, Tetris. I wasn't really sure, like, I thought that it was going to be like this, uh, you know, they had a stage up there and people were playing and, like, you'd go into, like, an auditorium and watch, and then I peeked in and it was like, they just had tons and tons and tons of consoles set up with Tetris. So I thought, huh, maybe... Well, maybe people were just playing. Or maybe yeah. maybe they were whittling down, like, that massive pool of players that Could they be. started with. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then the other thing, like, there were a bunch of talks that seemed really cool, um, but we didn't get to many of those. I don't know if you... Did you go to any? No. Um, but well, I was going to, but then I was like, I really liked being on the floor in yeah. the, of the showroom and all that, and... So I decided not to today. Because yeah. I, I will tomorrow, though. Yeah. Yeah, I went to, like, the headliner or whatever was Angry Video Game Nerd. Um, and so I went and saw him talk. And it was, like, him and uh, two of the guys that are... They sort of do production stuff, but they're in, like, other skits that he does. Um, and that was pretty cool. It was, like, slam-packed. I had no idea, but they... I waited in line, and it, like, wrapped around like super far and somebody ahead of me said like oh man I don't know if we're gonna get in and somebody else said well they see like 600 people so I hope we get in and like I got in there and there was like almost no empty seats so it was huge um that was the advantage of like doing stuff with a media badge yeah is that you can go in and um basically just like set an appointment okay I want to cover angry video game nerd and you can go in and not have to worry about am I going to get a seat or whatever (laughs) like I didn't think to like see if I could jump the line but it was fine well we don't have a media badge oh we were like VIP we have yeah Yeah, that's right exhibitor right um but that was actually it was a pretty cool talk uh his most recent video that he did was different than like any of the other ones he did because he tried to do it all in one shot or I guess he did do it all in one shot um, to kind of call back to some other old school movies like I think he said uh, Rope by Alfred Hitchcock was filmed uh, pretty much in one shot chunks he said like back then the film could only hold 12 minutes so they would do 12 minute takes and then that would be like that scene or something and then there's also a Orson Welles movie called Touch of Evil, where he has, like, parts of it where it's, like, just gigantic, long shots without cutting. Um, so we wanted to try a video game nerd, angry video game nerd episode like that. And they sort of, like, dissected how challenging that was. Um, and it was cool hearing, like, just all the work that they put into it, like, the production stuff. And kind of reminded me of, like, why I enjoy... Yeah. production and film and stuff yeah, like it's fun they talked about how <coughs> some of the stuff that like stayed in the video uh wasn't intended you know and they they wouldn't have ever thought that like something like that would happen but it's just like you're doing it live and yeah. you kind of just roll with it so yeah. then you sometimes get like magic you know yeah, on accident yeah uh, which is cool like um I don't know. It just makes it sort of special and unique. That's why live stuff is so fun. Yeah. But it, it felt like, because uh, it was a panel, I wasn't actually sure what it would be. And it was like three yeah. guys, you know, standing up or sitting up there talking about 
in your video game area. And it honestly just felt like a live podcast. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. That's what panels are like. And honestly, yeah. that's why a lot of people just record their panels. Yeah. If they do podcasts, they record their panels at cons and then just post them as podcasts. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. I'm glad I saw that. Uh, I've watched Angry Video Game Nerd for years, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I mean, that was kind of the gist of it from from my perspective. Uh, oh, uh, we did walk around for a little while, and we met uh, some pretty cool developers as well. Um, yeah, and this is something like, I think I talked about when I was at PAX, I met guys that did this. The, oh, you're talking about like porting, basically, or yeah. like, yeah, like most of the guys that were here, um, that did their own game, like game development stuff, uh, it was like totally retro stuff. Like they, yeah. this one guy, I was, it was really interesting talking to the first guy I talked to, um, because his game was on an NES cartridge, and so, you know, he wrote the game and then had it like ported or whatever onto a cartridge and yeah, then you can flash play it. Onto flash a yeah i guess he like yeah he was saying he like flashes a chip and then he gives it off to some hardware guy who like embeds the chip in a cartridge or something and um, duplicates it i think too. yeah um but it was something. cool i don't know i don't know like uh i was asking him about the development like what he wrote it in and stuff and it was like assembly <laughs> you know like uh, you know that's what's interesting, and I can't I can't remember who it was on our Discord that suggested the podcast the sound test. Hmm. Might have been like, was it Civics or somebody? Maybe. Uh, God, uh, sorry guys. One of you know who you are. <laughs> Tell me in the chat. Yeah. Uh, but one of y'all recommended the sound test, which is like a podcast that I've been listening to a lot of about video game music, and um, it was really interesting listening to. Uh, some of the early episodes, especially about, like, the one that's coming to mind is about Donkey Kong Country, and just listening to the two composers of that, uh, in that, um, episode talk about how they did the music, where it was, like, the same thing, like, you had to, like, program the music and then flash it onto the cartridge or whatever to hear it, like, you couldn't, like, you couldn't compose it and listen to it, so you had to just, like do what you thought would work or whatever damn but it but it really like kind of forced them to be creative and like blend sounds a certain way and um that episode is really interesting the donkey kong country episode of the sound test i recommend you guys listen to that one just to hear uh you know another aspect of um that you know the the hardware for that making uh you know software Jesus yeah. Christ, I can't even talk words, but right. you know what I mean. It's just the other side. Rather than making a game, like, making the music or whatever, making the audio. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating. Like, I was telling this guy, like, you know, I program primarily in C-sharp, which is, like, super high-level language. Uh, and when it gets down to, like, low-level, sort of bare-bones hardware kind of stuff, like, it all just seems like magic. Yeah. And he was like, no, you know, like, the assembly that these things... Um, it was was designed for these types of projects is actually like not as bad as you think and also like we have we play with static hardware like we're not dealing with anything that changes so we've had like all these years to sort of perfect it Um, so that's kind of an interesting take and by the way uh, I pulled out some stickers and stuff that we got that was from Doolahan Software it's D-U-L-L-A-H-A-N he's based out of Sacramento um, super cool guy. Yeah, be he fun was really to have, cool. be 
fun to have him on the podcast. Yeah, we, we should talk to him about that. We were I Rhett was better about this than I was, but like after seeing uh, like cheerful ghosts being super boss with all their stuff. Also, sorry about the windshield wipers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry guys. If you can't tell, we're it's in a o- car. It's October in Oregon, so like it's this is October what you get. everywhere in the northern hemisphere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> I would have mentioned something to this guy about like us having a podcast, but then it was like Red and I, like Red's wearing like plaid shirt, and I'm like. We're both just wearing jeans, like no swag. Like, I almost just no. handed him a tail of the white wyvern uh, yeah. flyer, <laughs> been like, "Check out our new game." <laughs> well, it was funny because I didn't, I didn't really anticipate um, being as involved as we were. I thought like we'd go hang out with John a little bit and like see what was going on, but like John treated us as if we were like part of the team, which is cool. So then Red's, Red's like, "Yeah, check out our new game." Like, yeah, what am I know? gonna say? I know. Hey, well, check out their new game. Like, yeah, new game. I know. Uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said that a couple times. I just pointed at John. I was like, check out his sweet game. It's awesome. Nah, man. But, yeah. When you're doing that, dude. Well, oh. they're like, who's this random guy in like sports hats? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> nobody cared. I know. Uh, yeah, it's getting pretty blustery. <laughs> 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 like, I can't see out of the windshield. Why are you windshield right now? But, uh,. But it's October in Oregon, yeah, so totally. you know. But yeah, it'd be fun to fun to try and get some of these guys on the podcast since we had like, like we haven't met any of you face to face. Like that was the first time we met John, and he's been on the podcast like four times. Yeah. Well, what's funny is uh, I've been I've talked to John for a long time via like cheerful ghosts. So, yeah. Um, That's why we had to make it this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what's fun is we are going to have some of these people on the podcast, Taylor, because tomorrow, if all goes according to plan... That's true, we could. And this, uh, if you guys are listening to this in the way that we intend you to, you're going to hear this, and then you're going to hear the the interview. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, we hopefully have, and I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong, but Matt Yulman on the podcast tomorrow. Yeah. He is the composer... For Diablos one, two, and three, and now is the main musical composer for Runic Games, and I believe worked on Torchlight and a couple other games. Um, so he's given a presentation tomorrow. I emailed him and reached out, and he was like, "Yeah, that sounds great. Like, hit me up right after I get off stage, and we'll figure something out." Um, yeah, I'm so, looking forward to that. Yeah, dude, it's just gonna be it's gonna be really fun. So. Uh, hopefully you guys, when you're done listening to us here, you're hearing that. If not, then I'm gonna cut this up. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be cool. Yeah. Um, if not, we'll have something to talk about for his talk. <laughs> yeah, it, that's true. He's talking with one of the producers from uh, Diablo 2, I believe. Um, they're given some sort of panel about working on Diablo and working with Blizzard and stuff and yeah. trampling on human rights. Just kidding. Haha. <laughs> uh, not, not Matt Yulman. Actually, yeah. they're both named Matt. I just can't remember the other name. Um, but anyway. Yeah, and then another guy that we bumped into that was, uh, he oh, was yeah. pretty cool to talk to, and his game looked really awesome. Um, uh, I don't know his name, but he has a game called the... Uh, his... Oh, yeah, what was his... It's I saw his, his card. I saw his uh, logo, and it was a picture of, like, a steel flower. Huh. And it was called, like... Um... Damn it, I can't remember. But anyway, the game is called The Elementalist. 
and uh, he's a local game dev in Portland, and he's made this game uh, about playing a wizard, and it just seems really cool and old school, but yeah, I people was, were playing it at the booth and seemed to really enjoy it. I kind of like latched on to some of these guys that were game developers, because honestly, like there were only a few of them. There was um, not many. There was not many. Um, and so I think, like, for me, it was, like, fun to talk to them, and and especially in regard to developing retro games, because, like, most of us use Unity or something like that, and these guys are, like, hardcore. Like, this guy that did the Elementalist, um, I was curious what he wrote his in, and he made his own engine with Java. Yeah. And, like, did everything. And so we were talking a little bit about code and, like, optimization and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it was pretty sweet, but his game looks, uh, looks really cool like the graphics are nice and um looks like a fun game it's on steam right now i think it's five bucks so perfect check it out um those are really the only devs i talked to there's a couple others that i brian collin was there the creator of rampage oh yeah remember that one (laughs) um good old rampage i kind of thought about reaching out to him for the podcast but i just decided that i didn't want to go crazy with stuff so well and there was also the uh announcer for the old school NBA games yeah, on Sega. Uh, Tim something, but yeah. It was funny because he the was old like old school NBA jam. He was like yelling at people that were like walking by in his like NBA. Boom shakalaka! Yeah, like yeah. that. It was funny. Um, anyways, so overall, day one was a success. I enjoyed it. I'm dead tired. Uh, we forgot to mention, so last night I went to my first musical ever uh, with <laughs> Rhett. <laughs> We went and saw the, uh, like, a local rendition, live theater, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, and it was really fun. I was impressed with everybody, and also, like, those people who were in there were brave, <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's they're, like, sort of doing, like... Very you know, risque. Yeah, burlesque kind of stuff a little bit, and, like, it's, like... Particularly uh, Brad, the guy who played Brad. Yeah. He's like this gangly white guy, you know, kind of nerdy. And then there he is, like, just leaning into this role, like, yeah. appreciating his own body. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? It was cool. Um, anyway, so that was fun. Then we, like, went to Rhett's house and uh, stayed up way too late and had to get up way too early. So yeah. we're just running on fumes right now. But Yeah, that's know. been my whole week. I also woke up with a hangover this morning. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting old, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, um, if I was 21, I would have woke up with a brisk uh, two-mile jog. Right? <laughs> gone to this thing, but... No, it was fun, and yeah, it, was yeah, fun. it, it all worked out really well. I'm glad Taylor could come to the musical, and then we had a really great day at the expo. We got one more day tomorrow. <coughs> <coughs> Shit. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, looking forward to more speedrun competitions and talking to more folks um yeah um well let's get on to some fireside chat <laughs> what do you want to talk about well i don't know it's a state of gdq oh, state, yeah. of, state of the gdq yeah well um everybody's heard it i'm sure they're getting tired of it but that, that might be true but yeah obviously you guys are aware that we're just not releasing podcasts as often as uh we have previously meant to Um, And part of that is just, like, we're in different places, and Taylor just bought a house, and uh, we haven't talked about this yet on the podcast at all, but I'm expecting a baby. Yeah, and And so, just, like, coupled with the new job that I worked all summer, and then expecting a baby, and working on just, 
you know, getting all that going. Uh, me and Taylor have just not had time to, like, connect like we normally do. Yeah. And we kind of agreed that it wasn't... The podcast just wasn't top priority for us. And um, what's fun is that it's taken a big load off of us, I think, and allowed us to still want to pursue these things and interact with everybody, but we're like, but without the pressure of, like, feeling like we need to, in a way. Right. And I feel like it's led to a lot more, like, organic stuff in the discord at least i feel that way yeah like i feel like i interact on it more now well, than i have in a long time and it's fun too because like thinking back to especially when we first started and when we first started the discord and stuff like we were really doing a lot of hands-on stuff and now it's like we can sort of just let the community be what it wants to be yeah people who want to be there are there and they're supporting each other and it's awesome yeah um but i think the other thing that we've learned over the past couple months I guess um, is that yes right now game devs quest and honestly game development is not our top priority as like human adults yeah but I think both of us still want to pursue doing this yeah you know I like now it's sort of ingrained in our friendship I feel like yeah which is cool um, it always gives us something to to talk about and something to sort of like even if we haven't talked in a couple weeks it's like hey dude like you want to connect reconnect and like yeah catch up and see how we can fit like some game dev stuff into our lives again yeah like you know? this like this exactly like honestly if we hadn't had that sort of drive to continue with game devs quest i don't know if i would have come up to this yeah exactly you know so i wouldn't have either though yeah and I think it sort of just shows, like, the team effort involved. Like, we want to to continue doing this because we've, like, built something, yeah. you know? And we don't want to give that up, and we don't want to, like, stop uh, being in contact with all the cool people that we've met. And, you know, we don't want those connections to between each other to disappear either, you know? Um, so... I'm not sure, like, what the outlook for the podcast is. Um, we do have one on the docket that we need to get out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is totally, like, our fault. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's my fault. Well. Yeah, I, I meant to edit it, and I just kept not meaning to, and then nobody said anything about it. I know. I think everyone was sort of, like, being nice to each other. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And then I was like, well... When they say something, then I'll jump on Right. It. And then nobody said anything. So. Yeah. And by nobody, I mean out of me and Taylor and the person we had on it. Right. Which, if you're listening to this, you know that it was Antidope, so I yeah. don't know why I'm being all secretive. <laughs> True, yeah. Um, um, yeah, which was a fun episode, and I'm excited for people to listen to it, and honestly, I want to re-listen to it. Um, yeah. But, uh... But yeah, so in the meantime, we're just kind of enjoying life and taking the pressure off of ourselves to kind of, um, to kind of focus on other things and also allow ourselves to enjoy this without the pressure of feeling as though we need to get something out every week. Cause the right. truth is we don't need to. Um, I've always enjoyed doing the podcast and I really did enjoy doing it weekly yeah. and hopefully, and maybe someday we'll resume that. Right. Um, and maybe someday, like, we'll be back on the swing of, like, game devving every day and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. but at the moment, it just doesn't quite fit in with our lives. But but you guys fit into our lives, and that's why we're, totally. like, that's why we're, you know, um, releasing this episode and hopefully, like, you know, delivering something cool by being able to talk to Matt Yeoman and, and uh, all that type of shit. So, yeah. 
Um, yeah, and yeah. our experience at an expo. Like, okay, one thing, real quick hot take. Like, if you go to an expo... Take I, a shower? Yeah, take a shower. Don't smell like actual feces. Like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of the unfortunate thing. Um, I don't know. I feel bad saying that, but that's just how it was. There was times when I, like, literally had to hold my breath or leave. Um, yeah. And granted, like... I don't know. It was probably 85% dudes. Um, yeah. Which I think is just more common, but, like, I don't you know. You know what's interesting is the spread was way more balanced at PAX. Was it? And I and I think the the, the masses were a lot more kempt huh. uh, at PAX. Yeah. Which I don't know why that is. Is it, like, the retro thing? Because, like, this, Maybe. this, this expo is a lot more focused on collectors yeah, and is. things like that. It's, a, it's about being able to go and dig through stuff and find that item that you're missing from your own collection or right. whatever. You know, that's what it really focuses more on. And there are panels and there are other things um, going on. But whereas PAX is a lot more showcasing your games. Right. You know what I mean? So it is a different thing. It's a lot more... So I don't know. I wonder if there's something about that. Like, yeah. And, 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 and we're not trying to single anybody out. If anybody was there and, and they think that we're talking about them, it, it wasn't you. And, and honestly... Um, well, and okay, to be fair, like, pretty much everyone I talked to... I know Rhett had one run-in, but, like, pretty much everyone I talked to was, like, super chill person. Yeah, I had one guy who was a jerk. And, and even then, like... It was just the circumstances. Like, yeah. he had run into me from behind while we were walking, and he, like, spilled his drink, and I apologized. And he was like, oh, fuck you, or whatever. And I was like, okay, never mind, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, rescinded my apology because, yeah. you know, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> but then we went our separate ways. But, that, you know, it's funny. That could have been different if I just maybe wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, you just or, like, let him go. Or maybe he's like, you asshole, or whatever, and I'm like, just yeah. went away. Right. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I can't let that go. <laughs> so as soon as he says that, I was like, I rescind my apology, you douche. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I bought a little mug for uh, for Bailey. Um, this person had a booth across the way from us, and she was making little clay uh, tea mugs, and then like engraving them with fun little designs. And she had a lot of uh, Final Fantasy designs. Um, like, I can't remember what the little cactus guy is called. I'm pretty sure that's Final Fantasy. Um, but then also had the, um, uh, the Koopa... Oh, God. I just rescind my nerd card. The little Koopa guy. Uh, right? Is that what it's called? Mario? No, what? from Final Fantasy. The little, like, Koopa... Oh, I don't know anything about Damn Final it! I keep saying Koopa, <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's right. So I'm getting to look like a giant douche. But anyway, that guy, also Chocobos were on there. Um, and stuff, but anyway, I got one of some cats because uh, all the cat designs were really cute. Um, yeah, so I bought that. Yeah, there was some cool stuff there. And I, I bought just... a little button. Oh, nice, Jake the dog from yeah. Adventure Time. You know, that was it's a hand painted button. Oh, really? Thanks. Well, it's, it's a print, she, oh, yeah, but yeah, she yeah. hand painted it and then nice. printed them into buttons and stuff. Yeah, did you see that family who was all dressed up like Adventure Time characters? Yeah, I that was, was stoked cute. on that. That yeah. was really cute. <laughs> um, their costumes were really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was Bemo, Jake, or uh, excuse me. Oh, well, they did have a Jake. Well, but. what's the, like, um, they did Jake and then what's her name? Or not Jake, uh, Finn, Finn and then, and then what's the spinoff character? Fiona. Fiona, yeah. Yeah. 
Right. So, yeah, so Ice King has his uh, Finn and Jake fan fiction yeah. that he writes, <laughs> and it's called Fiona and, and Cake. Yeah. And it, instead of a boy and his dog, it's a girl and her cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was cool. Some of the costumes were really good. Uh, lots of cosplayers there. Uh, lots of high-effort costumes. Lots of really low-effort costumes. Um, but, you know, that's pretty par for the course. Yeah. Uh, no costumes nearly as impressive as those as I, as I saw at PAX. But uh, PAX is obviously a way bigger um, convention. So, yeah. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, well, first off, yeah, uh, I do want to commend Rhett for driving safely. Oh, thank you. We just, we just got to Salem-ish. So we're in Salem. We're almost home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I'm an excellent driver, if anybody's wondering. I basically drive for a living, so there you go. True, yeah. And Rhett pretty much did all of it without any GPS, so. <laughs> Don't need GPS, son. Yeah. I think it's a fun challenge to, to try to get places without it. The, the thing about, um, you know, some of you are like, I do that all the time. The thing that's kind of tricky is that I'm just not super familiar with that, like, uh, getting in and out via car of that portion of Portland. Yeah. I'm in that portion of Portland all the time on foot, which is a different beast. Totally. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, so. Uh, Real quick, one thing that I've been up to that uh, I've actually super enjoyed. Farting. I mean, that's a given. Pooping. That, too. If I don't poop daily, I think I'm worried. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, I've been playing uh, Mario Kart. <laughs> Which one? Mobile. People it's actually keep saying that, dude. It's actually super fun. Yeah. It's it's like really low key. Um, all you need to do is use your thumb. Like, you know, it's in yeah. portrait mode. Uh, the mechanics are super intuitive. Um, the racing is fun. Uh, it like graphics are great too. Like their Nintendo graphics on mobile are like perfect. You know, that's you don't need like top notch whatever for it to look good. Um, the only thing that some people might not like is it is like driven by microtransactions, but you could just ignore av- them. Ignore them. Like. You basically, each race that you do, like, you collect coins, and then with those coins, you can, like, buy new racers, and, like, you have carts (coughs) and gliders um, that you can buy, and then, like, certain levels, um, like, your choice of character, cart, and glider, like, certain ones do better on certain levels, but, like, you could fork over cash and like buy they have rubies or whatever and you could like buy those or you could just play through it and earn them yeah and that's what i've been doing and having a good time with it um it's like what i love about it is i don't need to have like a system like set up in front of me like i could play it in bed yeah and play like one race that lasts like literally 90 seconds yeah and it's like oh that was like a little bit of adrenaline like that was fun yeah you know um, and I don't know. That's honestly been my gaming lately, <laughs> uh, and it's been been pretty enjoyable. So, cool. if you guys have a smartphone that is semi new, I think it's out on 
iPhone as well as Android. I have an Android. Nice. Um, so check it out. That's been fun. Um, Dope. Yeah. I haven't been playing any games. Just working on music all the time. Yeah. I've been... Well, that's nice because I could fit it in whenever. Yeah. But um, I've actually... Like, I've, I've heard that like, Call of Duty mobile is like really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I mean, I'm not going to play it, but... Me neither. <laughs> um, yeah, I've actually been really into lately... Because uh, I haven't really given an update on my job recently, but um, there was a permanent position opened uh, recently, and I applied for it. So I have... I should, anyways, have interviews coming up. And I've been uh, working on some semi-intense like projects, I guess, for me at work. Um, developing uh, MVC apps and also APIs. And like that's not something I've had like a ton of experience with, so I've been really like digging into like the .NET framework and like figuring out how to do all this kind of stuff and sort of prepping for like my day-to-day job, but also um, hopefully an upcoming interview. Um, and then Rhett and I had a good conversation as we were like walking back from the convention center about um, like, and we've said this before. <laughs> I've said this how many... I don't even know how many times. What was the conversation? I don't even remember this. Quickly. Oh, just talking about uh, building out, like, a real GDQ oh, yeah. web app. Oh, yeah. And I now, was like, what did we talk about? I just remember <laughs> bitching about the rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, that was pretty bad. But no, like, um, I sort of think I might be foregoing game dev for a little while and uh, focusing on doing that for development. Yeah. Because um, I feel like that'd be fun, and I'm I'm... Just over the last couple of weeks, been a lot more focused on my job and like wanting to be better at it. Yeah. So it sort of fits into that landscape. So yeah, if you guys can think of any features that would make you want to use a Game Devs Quest web app, like let us know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll include them, but at least uh, it'd be helpful for us to see like what sorts of things people might be interested in. Yeah. Um, like ideas we sort of just briefly talked about was like having a login that potentially is like linked to your Discord. So. You know, you you have your game devs quest login, and then people can identify who you are on the on the Discord, um, and then doing some sort of like, and this is mainly an idea that Anecdote gave me, um, but having some sort of like uh, Habitica kind of a feature. If you guys uh, haven't used that, um, it's sort of like daily goal tracking and sort of gearing that towards like game development. Um, and we've talked about this for a long time too and like Butterscotch Shenanigans has it down on lock but like having a questions section (laughs) you know like and what's cool is that uh, since I have been doing this sort of development at work um, I I feel confident that I could do that now which is which is nice dope Um, anyways so I think uh, I'll probably work a lot on that uh, when I get the chance while I'm sort of still hiatusing even though I guess god I feel like an asshole for not uh, for sort of ditching the robot game we were making with Anecdote but I don't know it's well sort of, whatever you can come back to it yeah. I'm still making music and stuff for that okay yeah I gotta get back into mono game but here I am like floundering in engine uh, whatever can't make a decision still yeah anyways um, I think that's like we're getting close to Red's house, so I think yeah. we're gonna wrap up here. Um, 
we'll hopefully have some episodes out for you and maybe have another one tomorrow or that we'll do tomorrow so yeah. we'll have a couple of the yeah we should get John and Adam on maybe briefly if that we can cool. record some clips and stuff at the showroom yeah that'd be really cool yeah so anyways again thank you guys we, we appreciate you uh, sticking with us being part of the community and uh, keeping those listens up um, we're gonna keep making content but it's not gonna be like what it was I guess yeah. for a little while yeah. maybe monthly or something yeah um We'll figure it out. But until then, you guys stay frosty out there, and hopefully you enjoy uh, our next next bit coming your way live from Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Oh, yeah. Cue that music. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, visit everything at (laughs) gamedevsquest.com. We're such scrubs. Bye.